Blog Talk. Welcome to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show with your host, Minister Amber. And you're listening to it on the Win Network. Yes, that's right. Win Network. Together, we win. Stay tuned. Yes, yes. Good evening. Welcome to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. Again, thank you so, 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 so very much for joining me, my friends. I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. And we are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing the awareness and resources to the communities at large, not just here nationally, but internationally um, for the prevention of these traumas. So I haven't talked to y'all in a couple of weeks since um, Valentine's Day. I hope that your love showed you your love um, even more that day because they're supposed to show you love every day, right? Um, But anyway, uh, we just wanted to, uh, again, wish you uh, a happy belated uh, Valentine's Day, because we, we took a little break off uh, ourselves, my husband and I. So tonight, tonight, um, the topic is called Therapy for Victims of Sex Crimes. Mentally, emotionally, and physically, victims of sex crimes undergo trauma that seeps to the very core of their being. It's not just one facet, because when you consider um, sex crime, there there is physical uh, abuse. Uh, there is, because there is the uh, taking of that person's body uh, emotionally and mentally, so much goes on. Um, and, and not to discount any other trauma, but this, again, seeps into so many different components. But like a ricocheting bullet, there is, a, there is no pattern um, of, of the pain or coping mechanisms um, that are exactly the same for every survivor. So we can't just take a cookie-cutter approach to healing those who are uh, uh, gone through this type of trauma. As a therapist, one must be able to assess each individual and then attempt to create the therapeutic plan of care that will help the survivor heal. My guest tonight is Jennifer A. Murray. Now, she is with the 
fabulous, faithful freedom fighters. Um, and she has been a therapist who has over 30 years of counseling victims of sex crimes. She is on board tonight to help us navigate and understand the complexities of these issues. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you, ma'am. I'm very honored and pleased to be here. I agree with everything in your introduction. Yes, yes. Uh, we um, want to give you our applause because we are so definitely happy that you uh, joined mm -hmm. us and you're so very busy um, doing out there in the trenches and doing the work. And so um, I'm just honored and uh, just so humbled that you have joined us. Uh, we're just going to ask you some questions and, you know, to bring forth some clarity and, and hopefully sure. uh, even to bring you some more people who need the therapy. Um, because, you know, there's a, a large populace who don't think that they need par uh, therapy, especially, and it, it's, a, it's a joke but um, that we kind of say to each other in the black community, but most black men will not go to therapy or counseling. I mean, that, that is almost like trying to put a cat in a, you know, in a tub of water. It's like, no. Um, and so we joke about it, but it is, it is so true. And I believe it has so much to do, again, with um, the times of, uh, you know, the, the days of slavery and all the, um, mm -hmm. uh, the things that were handed down. So uh, this is a Christian show. So feel free to say Jesus whenever you, the Holy Spirit hits you. Um, feel free to talk mm -hmm. about the Lord. Be candid uh, because we our, our our audience has been groomed to be able to hear and, uh, and, and handle and, and, and know what to expect. So be candid and, uh, and mm -hmm. be honest so that we can definitely get to the core of this problem because we want to uh, abolish sex trafficking and stop uh, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the child abuse as well as uh, domestic violence. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I want people to connect with you. Um, so okay. tell us a little bit about you. I I am a young lady who grew up with girlfriends who were sexually abused. I, I always knew I was going to do counseling. I didn't have really a great idea about which direction that would take. I just knew that God put that in me. So um, having girlfriends all through my growing up years who were almost every one of them sexually abused, uh, it just pointed me that God had opened these doors one by one, little by little, and then I followed my edu an education pattern that allowed me to um, take the experiences I had and what I've learned on the job and in books, et cetera, and then continue to help victims of sex abuse and sex trafficking. Um, I was working at a sexual abuse treatment program in Fort Myers, Florida, um, as a part-time receptionist, and that just kept growing and growing and expanding. Um, and from there, it has been a guardian litem training. I'm trained as a rape crisis counselor. And this was all when I was pretty young at around 17. Um, but again, I truly believe that God gave me these gifts. He gives me the gift of insight and empathy. He gives me the gift of listening. And he gives me the gift of assessing every situation individually. Amen. Just like you said, Annie, there is no cutter everybody um, experiences a different level of trauma um, based on their experiences 
Um, yes. So that's kind of and a holistic approach is where you really it's not just the identified patient or the actual person that was abused necessarily, but you have to work with everybody that's in that person's life. Um, or else sometimes these victims will come to therapy and they'll go home and they're getting, they're still being abused, maybe not sexually, but there's a lot of emotional and um, psychological trauma that happens when a child has been sexually abused. And as you said, it goes to the core of a human being. I call it the most soul sucking experience a human being goes through. I have seen the look in these victims' eyes. I have, I have, I have watched their tears. I have watched them fall apart. I had one young lady just last week who was saying she's having trouble because of her past sex abuse. And she was working with her new husband to try to get their relationship, their intimate relationship back on track. And I had doing it for him. And I said, sweetheart, did you hear what you just said? She said, no. And I repeated and she said, Wow. And she let it all go. She bawled right there in the middle of our session. And that, you know, and watching people move towards the Lord in that way, we call it the threshold of scary. And Mm -hmm. it's when you're stuck, you're stuck emotionally um, or psychologically in a place that brings on too much anxiety. It brings on too much stress. It makes you Mm -hmm. relive these things in nightmares or even daytime, terrible, terrible way to be. And it will go through life. At, yeah, at our church. Now I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, and I know that. Um, like you said, because everybody is so different, and their triggers are different. Um, because mm-hmm. we, none of us are the same. I mean, we are, yeah. even though we have the Correct. same makeup. Um, co- mm-hmm. you know, our environmental, um, atmosphere, our DNA makeup, ge- you know, mm-hmm. genetics, everything is so complete, even mm-hmm. in a same, in the same family, you know, brothers and yes. sisters are not the same. Yes. They were born of the same parents, I, yes. the same. I so to that. <laughs> yes, and me too. My, my brother and I are so different, yes. you know, <laughs> and I'm I like, were you raised with the same mom and dad? You know? I know. I know, right? Yeah. I have three siblings, and none of us are alike. We are not yeah. like each other in any way. I'm like, where did they raise you? In a barn? <laughs> because <laughs> I love them, but they're way different than me, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love my brother, and he's probably wondering, them. where did we pick this girl up from? Because I'm you know, very aggressive. I'm, I'm yeah. mouthy. Um, don't you yeah, ever try too. to even look like you're going to say something mean to me because I will cut you to the core. And my brother is so genteel and he's just, you know, very diplomatic. And uh, he's a chief in the, he was a chief in the Air Force. He retired. Um, so he's just like, Annie, what exactly happened here? So, um, but anyway. Adopted. Yeah. <laughs> they told me I was adopted all the time. Um, yeah. I you look know. exactly like my mother. They were sure I was adopted. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the only thing that really makes sense because otherwise it doesn't right? make sense. How can we be so different? I want to give no, you an opportunity to really tell us about fabulous, faithful freedom fighters. I'm going to tell you, just the name itself makes me want to put my boots on and get suited to go oh, you know, kick some butt. And I am extremely <laughs> proud of this. Yes, tell us a little I'm, bit about I'm so about proud. Um, well, let me tell you, let me give you a little backstory. I've been doing direct therapy for a long, long time. And I took a break when my youngest son, he was real sick. And I say, and I've been staying home with him and homeschooling him now, et cetera. And then I had some health issues. Well, three years ago, 
decided that because everyone was saying trafficking, every it was it was kind of in my circle. It was all over the place. It wasn't really put out there in the world much at this point, um, but it, people were starting to talk about it a little bit. But what mm-hmm. I but what I remembered was that when I worked at the sexual treatment program, we knew trafficking was happening. We called it pimping. A trafficker mm. is just a pimp on steroids. That's and that's right. what I want people to understand. They're pimps. And sometimes now pimps are So that's kind of the core of where I was at. And I asked God and I asked God, and I'm not kidding. I asked him some more, what do you want me to do? Because I, I felt like I had no purpose at that point. Um, and I, he said to me, write a end demand program. 17 months I took blood, sweat, tears, and chemotherapy for cancer. And I wrote a 12-hour sex crimes offenders program, or some some folks call it a John school. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we know two things about sex abuse and sex trafficking. One, we have to end demand. We have to end demand. Gosh, yes. Number that one. That is the big thing. We're going to talk right? about that soon, right? but yeah. Go yes. ahead. Yeah. And then, and then secondly, we need more specialized therapists. I cannot tell you, I cannot count the amount of referrals I've received for uh, counseling and crisis work from people and young women and men who have counselors, who have therapists. I had one lady... She was suicidal. She was on the brink. She hates sex trafficking for years and years. She even she even survived it seven years. I said, you're a miracle every day wow. you wake up. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. She said to me, and God, this is from God. This isn't for me. I am just his instrument. And she said to me, one session with you helped me more than two years with my counselor. Wow. And you know what? That and has got mess- to be mm-hmm. the most. Oh. Um, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, you're, you you are no, you're touching, fine. you are hitting up all my my hot buttons. But um, <laughs> one of one of my clients said the same thing. This lady had gone from mm-hmm. different um, counselors to uh, to therapists, and when she finally got to me, mm-hmm. she is fifty years, fifty five years old, and she said that mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. two months of counseling, it was the first time she has ever since her abuse. Um, has she ever been able to sleep through the night and wake it, up yes. with and that's, hope? That's one of their biggest problems. That's the yes. biggest problem I find with with clients is mm-hmm. the anxiety during the day and the nightmares at night. That's so right. a lot of times when I get these crisis calls or texts or Skype, I do a lot of it remote and online. Um, and sometimes that's better for the client. It's easier for me. I don't have to travel as much. Um, and I can, I will send them like a little meme or something I made. Like I made one the other day that says, um, you know, God shines light through the darkness. And I got a message back saying, you inspire me every day. Wow. And that's what, that's what, yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are heart gifts, girl. Those yeah. are heart gifts. <laughs> when you get that kind of feedback from somebody that you really are just, you know, you're just doing what you do because that's just mm-hmm. me doing what I do. And right. to have that kind of feedback, um, it's just, it's, it, you know, it fills my heart. My heart is oh overfilled. With, so I wrote this sex crime offenders program or John school program. I took 17 months to do it. And uh, right now I'm working with the district attorney's office in, uh, in Lee County, which covers five counties actually. Um, and we're trying to get that um, approved for the judges to assign to anyone who's committed a sex crime, whether it be a mm-hmm. prostitution solicitation, whether they've been picked up for sex abuse or trafficking, they take this program and they go to jail. It's that simple. 
Um, hey, listen. And I need are, to put a. I need to put a bookmark. I need to put a bookmark right in there because it's time for me to pay some bills. So please okay. hang on in there. I should have made this a <laughs> yeah, two-hour special because I know we're going to get to. There's going to be so much that we uh, are going to cover. I may have to bring you back in yes. because I can just That's tell. Okay. Um, so if everybody, <laughs> please hold tight. Keep your cheeks in the seats and give us two minutes, okay, everyone? Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. All right, all right. Like he said, I am Minister Annie Bell with Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, and it is powered by We Inspired Network Radio. I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Now, if you're interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our show, please contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. All 100% of all funds that we receive, whether it's donations or through advertising, goes back into keeping the lights on for the organization to keep it running, to keep this, um, our not just our radio show, but books and resources and um, everything that we do. So uh, feel good about what you're doing. I mean, definitely trying to uh, hit two, uh, two things with one stone. You can help as well as advertise. So I am right now here with the, the beautiful and fabulous Jennifer Murphy, who is going, <laughs> who's been talking to us about what she's been doing um, uh, out there, snatching souls from out of the enemy's camp. And it is so great mm-hmm. to have her. Jennifer Murphy, welcome back um, on the show. Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. Um, did you want to add any more to that question about what you guys do? Just in a, uh, a brief, well, we're doing we're a doing a, we're working. Yeah, well, we're also doing. I also uh, have written other programs as well. In addition to the sex offenders, that's a twelve-hour program. Um, and but in addition, I go around to hotels and do ho- and I wrote a hotel motel training program. How everybody from the cleaning staff to the managers and everyone in between can recognize. And what, what would they see if a trafficker pin drop 
and just tell tell happening in low end and high end. I've mm-hmm. I've rescued kids from the the Ritz and from the local mo- no tell motel. So it's Gosh. happening everywhere, and that's that's another thing I want. So that's part of our our mission as well is to just bring awareness and educate people that this is not happening over another country it is happening in your backyard it is happening next door to you down the street you these kids are in school these kids are being absolutely violated um and everything that's right our our whole thought is to work through god and and have him point us where we need to go and education awareness is a huge part of that And it's because so much is Mm -hmm. happening directly under our noses, you know, and it's like, um, and these guys, they have about 15 steps ahead of us. uh, These traffickers are so far ahead of us. And when we do one thing, they're already on to another. When we we get on to how they're doing this one strategy, then they're on to another. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. um, we need to catch up. And then we need to get three steps in front of them. And so I love what you're doing. I definitely want to work with you on that. People out in my audience, if y'all are Great. hearing what she is saying, she says she offers training. And so um, yes. I will be working together with her to offer some training for um, laymen. You don't, you don't have to Everybody. be a CIA. I, I meet with it's just no. any Joe Blow and right. Joe Jane. I, I also... I, we're about to bust a woman in Mississippi who has 29 slaves for sale, and she's been trafficking women and girls in this country for 32 years. Oh my 32 gosh. years, 29 slaves for sale. And so I'm, I'm also in touch with the local law enforcement and the FBI, and I work with them very closely as well. Because uh, you said they're steps ahead of us every time we turn around um no. you know the romeo pimp the, that romeo pimp um tactic is probably their best and most lucrative tactic um That's they right. get these kids who who have been already sex and here's annie this is what i want to make clear to your audience is that we talk about sex trafficking pimp it's just a it's just I'm a sorry, pimp on steroids um, I know. Okay. Our, our, I think it's the weather and it's t- making our technology slow. Yeah, I've got a lot so, of wind. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell me, repeat like, that the last okay. sentence again. Okay. So what I want your listeners to understand is that a pimp or a trafficker is a pimp. It's just a pimp on steroids. So instead of one or two people that they earn money from, by the way, it can be a hundred and fifty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars annually, tax free per victim per victim no wonder they're per victim people they are walking away with unbelievable amounts of money and they are destroying people's lives so what we need to what we need to understand is the systemic effect of being sexually abused as a child and the damage that that does to one's psyche one's one's emotional state their self-esteem their everything it affects Mm -hmm. everything and then to go from to be a prostitute is a big leap because they've been taught one, this is how you get love, and two, this is how you can make money. And mm-hmm. three, to go from the to go to the next step of being trafficked, it's a, these are baby steps. People think it's like from one spectrum to the other. It's not. These are baby steps to mm-hmm. the worst possible life on the planet. That's right. And if these people don't get proper treatment by well trained 
trauma specialized, sexual trauma specialized counselors, they suffer the rest of their lives. Yes, 89 to 95% of prostitutes who are out there have been molested at an early Correct. age or abused. And, um, and we, you know, other, and we other knew this 25, yeah. And we knew this, Annie, 25 years ago. That's we right. knew when I worked when I worked at the treatment center. I watched, We had medical evidence, and we had put some of these guys in jail. And women marry these guys, have babies by these guys. Once I was in a, once I had it for about a year. I had a client. I had four generations of women who were sexually abused: mm-hmm. mother, mother, daughter, a grandmother, and a granddaughter. Yes. Four mm-hmm. generations. It is more sex abuse is more cyclical than alcohol or drug right. addiction. I call it the um, generational it is, curse. Mm-hmm. It is. It really, yes. really is. Because it goes with, it stays with you your entire life. And yes. most people, to be honest, don't recover because and they don't find my, the proper help. That's right. And one of my um, clients, same thing. Uh, it was the grandmother who... Mm-hmm. Um, was being abused by the husband and the grandmother was then abusing the daughter. The daughter Mm -hmm. uh, was also being sexually molested by the stepfather. Um, And then when the mother finally left that, and then the, that daughter grew up, had children and start and was um, abused, physically abusive but allowed mm-hmm. sexual abuse to continue to happen yes. to the four girls yes. in the house. And so I, yeah. it runs through like a, like blood yes. in vein, um, yes. in the, in the that's, vein of a body it just runs its course. Yep. And so um, we because that to, first mm-hmm. Because that first individual who was sexually abused did not get help. And, exactly. it, and if you think about it, but 25 years ago, grandmothers certainly didn't talk about it. I Me. used to train schools back then, and I used to teach this. Now it's almost 30 years ago, nobody talked about sex abuse. Now mm-hmm. they're starting to talk about it, but it's only in terms of the trafficking. And the trafficking, again, like you and I both know, is going on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it starts with the one person that is abused. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Sandusky's son adopted the said hashtag shocking not shocking. He was mm-hmm. that man's first victim. Mm-hmm. He perfected mm-hmm. his grooming technique on his adopted son. That's right. So where do you think that boy took that love and those techniques? That's he went right. out and he did the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Thinking probably that he that the, he would not get caught. That's right. That's so right. So I, I get a little because you and I are of the same school of thought. We mm-hmm. need therapy. I am a survivor of child sexual abuse. And so um, without therapy, I don't know where. And, of course, without God. I mean, you know, God is the essence yes. of, of all my yes. healing and all everything. Yes. And so but I needed that therapy that was going to sh- um, p- present God to me in the right format. Because to me, God was male. Uh, you know, uh, he's, God is mm-hmm. a male. And therefore, and the male that hurt me. Um, it, 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 to me, it was an ambassador of God. And so for the longest time, I didn't even want to hear about God. They want to hear about I'm Christ. Sure. And, and I heard so those stories. Took, yes. Yes. It took me such a long time to be able to come I'm to sure. Christ and, and say, okay, let me give you a try. But what you in know, your you know, it's hard. It's hard to, it's, 
it's hard to believe when you've experienced those things that are so detrimental to you in every aspect to believe that anything or anyone could love feel they feel like they were thrown away human beings. But, mm-hmm. they, but yeah. I do, I incorporate this in my therapy and my the reason we're fabulous faithful freedom fighters because God is in everything that I do, and Amen. without him and, and without him I would be nothing I would do nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm a rape victim survivor, um, and a couple other things, and um, and I and I've been there in in, in, in a way as well. Um, but I also have a, a unique perspective because I wasn't embroiled in it. But I don't do anything without God. And I certainly don't do my therapy without them. Um, That's right. But I'm getting, you know, I will ask them respectfully if they have faith or they have they been a believer in the past before I, you know, start sending my encouraging memes and stuff like that to them because those are all faith based as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so far, everybody has said yes. I had a relationship, or I have a relationship, or thank you for pointing out that God loves me no matter what mm-hmm. um, because it's amazing it's amazing and, and here's something else I want to make sure people understand when you're a victim of sex abuse and you don't get help predators can smell you a hundred miles away come on you better say it 15 more times multi predators yes yes once you've been a victim, especially of sexual abuse, a predator can find you a hundred miles away. They can smell you. They will sniff you out, and they will groom you to get to your children to groom them. Come on, and you know I put a lot of in my. In, I have over three thousand members in my um, Iran group, and I put up this newspaper article because it talked about yet another girl uh, uh mother's boyfriend who raped mm-hmm. um the, the daughters and even some of the boys uh their sons yes and i say hey why is there such a large community of women who are so desperate for love that they will allow mm-hmm. the and maybe not intentionally but their children is almost bait they are look there are it men is, out they are bait who are oh, targeting yeah. single women, um, whether they yes. have girls or boys, because they yes. want to enact their sexual fantasies out on them, and they yes. will be able yep. to have full access. And then you move yes. these men into your home that you have mm. just oh, it's insane. Go, and at the Bang I Bang know. Shoe store, and so then now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, they have complete access. So um, complete not only and total mom, free access. Yeah, yes. I'm going to have to take well, another break. <laughs> Sorry. So give me two minutes, okay? Um, and we'll be right back, everybody. Okay. Hello. My name is Minister Lloyd Bell, Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We have you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win.
My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene's Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. Irene, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I. I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. I, illuminate the dark. G, grow in Christ. And N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of our survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled with a namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we shall reign with him. Welcome back to I Rain Block Up Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Yes, welcome back again. Thank you so much for staying tuned and staying with us. You're listening to I Rain Block Talk Radio Show, and I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Um, for those of you who don't know, Wealth Management Ministries um, is the umbrella organization, 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through the teaching of financial literacy, Christian counseling. We are back again with Jennifer Murphy, who um, I should have had more forethought and given more time to, uh, but welcome back (laughs) to the show, Jennifer. Thank you you so much. Thank you. Um, I I do want to commend you for being uh, a survivor that not only is learning to thrive, but to also be able to turn back and be an illuminator, the I in, um, in Irene. And so I just want to go ahead and uh, take a moment to just Thank affirm you. your courage and your uh, perseverance. Thank you. Through that. You're welcome. Thank um, you. We had just finished talking about your therapy model. I know you say it certainly uh, mm-hmm. it encompasses Christ. And, I, and again, really, you know, to think, really when you think about it, God is the one that created us. Uh, from the head down to the toe. And so uh, it just really threw me for a, a, a complete whirlwind when the psychological community tried to tear it apart from Christianity. Mm-hmm. or, or yes. And I don't want to give it that type of sector, but the belief in God. And so when I believe that was one of the most perilous things that they could have done, ever done because it made Christians feel like if they went to get counseling, that they didn't believe in Christ, mm-hmm. but really, right. if we go to God, it says God is. Bible says God is our healer. He is Jehovah Rock. Yes, ma'am. But, but He didn't say mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only going to cure cancer. I'm not going to cure cure right. cancer. I'm only going to heal you of that broken bone. But don't come knocking at my door about some, um, you know, disorder, emotional problems that you're having. He said He right. is Jehovah Rapha, and so I want That's everyone right. to understand that it is 
really, when you're out there seeking help, make sure that you're getting therapy with someone who believes in that. And it has to be integrated. Mm-hmm. We can't have uh, psychology in God. It has to be integrated. Yeah. I use um, strategic trauma and abuse recovery method, which is a source focused um, th- uh, 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 model. But, and it sounds mm-hmm. like you kind of have something of the same. Now, what I do right. want to uh, um, ask you is, um, sure. uh, you know, without giving out anybody's identity. Uh, she right. was uh, one of the worst case of um, victimization oh, that wow. she had to treat. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Okay. This is a three-part uh, question. The, so the, the other thing is I want to know um, how it impacted the survivor and what course of therapy mm-hmm. you, did, you deployed. So that's a three-part question. So go. I It's okay. I will never forget a couple of them for sure. One of them um, was a young man who ended up in a sexual treatment program. He was 16 years old at the time and and the reason him and his mother were both there was it was court ordered because his biological father had sexually abused him from the time he could remember till he was about eight or nine when he disclosed and that biological father went to prison. Mm. Mom remarries, but guess what? It mm. goes back to the predator can smell you. Mom yeah. remarried another pedophile. Wow. who then went on to abuse this young man for another eight years. Mm, so, mm, mm. and the only reason they, yes, I know. And the only reason they were sitting in our office was because on his 16th birthday, the man, the, the, the uh, stepfather promised him a truck for his 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. When he got up in the morning and there was no truck in the driveway, he took the bus to school and reported and disclosed again. Wow. I had to break up the fight. Mm-hmm. I had to physically step in when the mother, who is an extremely very, very large human being at the time, is skinny little tall sixteen year old kid, she went to attack him because it was his fault he was abused. It was his fault they were in financial stress. It was his fault both her husbands had been are in prison. Come Everything on now. was his fault. Ugh. Yes, exactly. And and I will never I will never forget the look on his face. I will never forget the tears coming out of his eyes. And I'll never forget the look on her face blaming him. Mm-hmm. Um, another when I worked up in Canada, we did a lot of I, did, I used to do a lot of the searching myself physically. I would go out and I would collect these girls and boys. Uh, that was part of my job. I don't do I hunt monsters now, and I'm but I don't, don't go and pick them up much anymore. But at one case, we were looking for a little girl who was missed. She was 11 years old, and she'd been missing for three to six months at that point. And I had gotten the case through child welfare, which were all, which was at that point where all my referrals were coming from. And we were using a diversion program to try mm-hmm. to keep families in the home, put services in the home, which I think is progressive in the best way. Missing three to six months. And I said, I've had enough of this 11 year old little girl. Can you imagine? I went and knocked on every door, every massage parlor door I could find. And I ended up at a house. That didn't look like anything special, but didn't look run down either. And I knocked on the door and Mm -hmm. this 11-year-old little girl answered the door in a light lavender teddy. Oh, my God. I said, hello. 
I gave her, I said, this, you are so-and-so? And she said, yes. I said, go get your things. You're leaving with me now. And, of course, mm-hmm. I, have the, I have cops and child welfare backing me up, too. I'm not going by myself, and okay. I don't recommend anybody do, does that. Yeah, no, no, no. This is all in combination with law enforcement and child welfare. And they could not believe I found her. Mm-hmm. I said, I just went looking. I talked to other victims. Other victims will tell you where these girls are. Yeah. I had a call at 3.30 in the morning one time up in Canada. Another really just horrifying case. And it was minus 50 degrees up there. I was in North Canada. It was 50 degrees. I was back on pagers. That's how long ago it was. And I got a page about 2.30, 3.30 in the morning. And snow was everywhere. It was freezing. And there was a 14-year-old girl whose pimp, who she thought was her boyfriend, had kicked her out of the hotel downtown. Now, we're talking a city of a million and a half people. We're not talking Mm -hmm. of a little town. Okay, this guy had kicked her out of this fancy hotel downtown put her on the street, took her shoes, her phone, and took her dad's gun that she had to turn. And a child welfare was called, and they called me and said, can you pick her up? I took that girl 45 minutes out of town in the middle of the night, in the middle of the cold. And the only gift, because a lot of people, when you help these kids, the families are so indebted, and they yeah. want to do something back for you. But we can't accept but I'm going to tell you that at this, that for this one person, this one little girl, this one client, her aunt was so grateful and thankful. She made me a dream catcher. Oh, wow. And I kept it. Mm-hmm. And she said, you saved her life. Wow. You saved her life. Mm-hmm. So I have mm-hmm. lots of those stories. Um, but those are some of the ones that probably stick out still with me the most. My first case was oh, a nine-month-old sodomized with a screwdriver. Nine months. So people will say to me, yes, that was my first intern case. No kidding. I should have walked away then, but God said, nope, this is that you are to do this. And I, and and I just believe him. And, um, so people will tell tell me, say to me, you know, you work, you you, work groups, uh, group therapy with them. I don't like that at all. (laughs) Um, so I don't do that anymore, but I will. Oh, okay. Um, I have done in my internship. I did um, group therapy with with vendors. I oh. didn't care for that that much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but people just what I do. Um, they say to me, well, "How can you do that? We need to castrate them. We need to do this to them." I said, "No. What you don't understand is the penis is just a tool." I've mm-hmm. seen screwdrivers. I've seen kitchen utensils. I've seen broom mm-hmm. handles. I've seen fruit and vegetables and bottles. That's right. And people. Um, so I said they need a lobotomy is what they need. It's in mm-hmm. that sickness yes. in the brain. It is not yes. in your genitals. Um, uh-huh. And people are shocked when I talk like that. But it's but that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I will not speak anything but the truth about how this how this works. And That's so right. when they think about this, they create a that's even more horrifying than we thought because a lot of people's conception of sexual abuse or trafficking is that one, it's not happening here. And two, that it's just a physical thing between human beings. That's mm-hmm. not it at all. And yeah. oftentimes it's not, it's not a genital, uh, it's not a genital crime. crime I mean, you, those predators will use whatever they have at their disposal. That's right. It's whatever they consider their phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. So it could yes, be a, exactly. um, you know, those big That's right. pins that you, you people, uh, mm-hmm. the, the grandmothers of the church used to use it to keep their yes. hair 
and keep their um, hat on their head. Yes. Um, oh, yes. That could be their phallic symbol. It could be, like you said, a cucumber. It could be anything that they are sodomizing and to yes. them. And, you know, I read an article where they, you know, uh, at the um, where it's talked about that pedophilia is really mm-hmm. not curable. Um, they it's not. Do you know why? They, yeah. Go ahead. There's a Harvard study that was just done two years ago, and I was mortified when I saw the heading or the mm-hmm. title of it. And what they're saying and suggesting now, um, and when I, I was horrified, so I read it. But mm-hmm. what they're saying now is that I'm not saying lesbianism or homosexuality is a crime or a sin. What I'm saying is that pedophilia, that abnormal um, sexual desire for prepubescent children, which is the actual definition of pedophilia, those That's people, right. it is in their brain chemistry, just like if you were born a man, but you're really a girl. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people do not understand that. And what they're saying now is there are no programs to help these people when not sent. The study was based on a couple of young men, and one of the young men had reached out and said, look, I have these feelings. I watch this stuff on porn. I watch it online, but I don't want to offend. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they're criminal until they offend. That's right. And what, you know, what mm-hmm. I also want to clarify here is, as well is that the, there are many pedophilia groups. Now, yeah, there's groups out here, people who are now oh, yes. trying to oh. push, use the same strategies that the um, H- LH, LH, the LBGT community has used to turn, because at one time, lesbianism and homosexuality was considered a, dis- a mental disorder defined in the DSM. Correct. Um, That's correct. Had, it they, was. They had overridden it and had it thrown out that, it, that homosexuality and lesbianism is an orientation, a sexual orientation, which means mm-hmm. I just prefer just like to being have heterosexual with my right. And so, just like whether you like black hair now, or blonde hair, right? Exactly. So, what they're trying to say now is in the pedophilia community is to say, you know what, they did it. We should do the same thing. So we they're trying to throw it out because pedophilia is in the DSM-4 as a mental disorder. Yes. And so what they're trying to That's do is correct. get it overturned and say that it is mm-hmm. too an orientation that they desire correct. to have sex with prepubescent That's right. children. Nope. And, and by the, the way, moment that happens, and I'm, I'm trying to – I say this almost on every show because I'm trying to make sure that it does not ever happen because if it does, what it is saying is – that it is giving them a ground and leverage to make this mm-hmm. normal in our society. And once it's normalized within our society, they're going to want laws that say they can have and that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to make sure that we do not allow we that, hear, that to happen. We hear that, yeah, and we hear that now. And I've been listening to these, these I am not going to swear, I promise, but I have been listening to these pedophile, these pro-pedophile groups who yes. will say out loud, they're everywhere. People are just over many and they think that it is okay to have sex with a child, that it does not hurt them. And that the only reason that the That's child right. believes that it can harm them is because adults like us keep saying it harms you. I said, mm-hmm. are you out of, they must be out of their they minds. They are. And that's why they need, they need to stay as a mental disorder. 
Right. And I can't believe, Annie, in 2017, after almost 30 years of doing this work, that I'm still telling adults to stop having sex with children. I'm still yelling it. Because I'm still not screaming. I'm still talking. They, they aren't even close. My, my master's is actually, yes, my master's degree, my thesis is based on adolescent sexual, um, it, it was all about adolescents and, and, ha- and their sexual experiences. And my point, and my professor was just thrilled. She sa- I said, look, if they can't, if you can't decide on what movie to go to or whether to go to McDonald's or Burger King, you got no business to bring it down your pants. None. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Keep your pants, keep your pants zipped, both of you. And uh, and that was kind of the basis of my whole thesis. And she went uh-huh. nuts about it because I did it like a letter to adolescents and teenagers who we have these phones in our food, and these mm-hmm. kids are becoming more sexually active at an even earlier age, which is mortifying to me. I mean. You know, I have a, I have a young son, and I've been single forever. And one of the and it's not just hyper vigilance that I do this, but I haven't dated in a million years because mm-hmm. I will not allow somebody to come in and out of my child's life that is That's not right. going to stay. My kids, my kids, going to stay forever. That's right. You know, and he plays online games. I have an anonymous account in each of his little games. And he knows mm-hmm. I'm in there. He doesn't know who yeah. I am. But mm-hmm. parents have to be more vigilant, especially That's now, right. because these Romeo pimps, these Romeo traffickers, they go after these kids. Every teenager hates their parents. If your teenager uh-huh. doesn't hate you, you're not doing your job. So, but they prey on. Yeah, right. Am I am I telling the truth? I mean, yeah. at some point, my, my my son's like, I'm so mad. I said, Good, then I'm doing my job. But at some point, parents have to stop. I have a preteen and I'm like, oh my God, I got so much yeah. more that I'm going to have to go through. Um, and we're not saying, turned, you know, you and he, I, he just turned 11. That, yeah. My, my daughter's 11 as well. Um, but we're not saying that, hey, you should not have, you should never love again if you are um, a single mom. We're just saying, no, no, eyes, no, no, not ever. Teaching, learn about mm-hmm. it and be vigilant. I'm going to tell you, if a child right. says, Somebody is having sex with me, or they're playing with my vagina, oh. or playing with my teeth, tata. They're not going to make mm-hmm. that up because they that's the other thing, Annie, and that's a that's a that's right. I love you so for he, saying that. I love you for yeah. saying that. Yes, correct. So you have to believe them. So because they're not mm-hmm. automatically, they have to be believed. Being. No, that's something. No, that they are not. Developmental makeup, and so that doesn't come to that's later right. on. And much so later. And even and even if it's happening even if it's happening more early and girls are getting their menstruation cycle earlier, even if all are. of that is happening, that does not mean that they are emotionally or psychologically ready for any of it. Exactly. And by the way, sometimes you know, it's on the rise. That's so right. these men you know, my son my son will get said he, he came home, he said I'm getting bullied at school. Well, I said, okay, well, first of all, you understand why. He says, yes, because they're probably being bullied at home. I said, mm-hmm. that's correct. So that's right. one, that's one, right. of the biggest, one of the biggest things, and it's not just the black community, it's white folks too. We uh-huh. have no fathers. There are uh-huh. no fathers. Where the hell oh are the God. fathers? That's right. No fathers, no positive male role models. Yes. Men or these men, they just like to treat a woman. And that's one of the other components of why I don't date. I don't want my son to think it's okay for a guy to just come and hook up or whatever and then leave and not call again. That is not okay with me, and it's not okay to model that for him 
So mm-hmm. that's another reason I'm single. Not because I eventually bring you who he wants me to be with. I, I have no quest, no doubt about that. And I get a little lonely, but it is in the best interest of my child to do this. That's and so right. as a parent, right. you make sacrifices. That's what parenting mm-hmm. is about. It's about teaching right. them to survive, to get through the next stage of life, and to protect them from predators because you just don't know. I, you right. can't do online dating. So these predators, they after the kids angry with their parents, angry at everybody, which is what a teenager kind of does. But they use that vulnerability. And if they're a vic- they've been a victim already, they will absolutely get sucked in. And they, they will, will be trafficked. And, and I want to you mm-hmm. know, also differentiate because there is the um, Romeo uh, trafficker and then, or pimp. And then there also is the gorilla. Now, we hear more about the gorilla because oh, they are yes, we do. Uh, they're harsh. They're the ones that will um, initiate the new mm-hmm. victim by gang yes. rape and torture yes. and beatings that yes. is unreal. But then you have the Romeos yes. that do the sweet talking and the I love you. Oh, you're so pretty. But guess what? If yes. we were giving I'll take that care of you. I'll get your into right. our children from home, they will mm-hmm. not go searching for it elsewhere and right. they will also Hello. be able to hear yes. genuine sincere love and yes. be able to yes. compare and say wait a minute this is fake what my parents is giving me is real or what right. my mama is yeah that's me, right these, grandmama, these guys yes i'm working mm-hmm. on a program right now to train mall employees nail salon people because mm-hmm. i go to a nail salon and those girls will tell me when somebody's come in so wow hotels on my side of town and I live on a really good side of town and a really uh-huh. good neighborhood but we live near a main street um, and they tell me when they're there and I go and send the cops etc um, but they'll get their nails done they'll get their hair done they'll take them to the mall for shopping but what they don't what you don't see is when they're and there's 15 guys in you know 12 hours coming through or more sometimes it's more and as soon yeah. as they walk through the door they lose their shoes their cell phone and their clothes that's right and that's a, that's part of the and that's just you know that's just before any of the guerrilla tactics of brandishing them you know we haven't talked about that these trafficking victims get that's branded right. Um, right. they absolutely get tattooed like cattle um, Yes, like cattle. Isn't that unreal? These are yeah. hu- these are babies. These are I, oh my God, they're babies. Oh yes. Mm. Listen, we have a few more minutes. We're going to go over. I'm just going to sure. tell you right now. And as an okay, as so the owner of the station, I'm going to make an executive decision. But I want to make okay. sure. Um, and I have also. I'm going to also skip the rest of our commercials. But I want to make sure I get to a few more of these questions because I think it's so very okay. needed. Um, oh, what this is, is great. This is fantastic. Yeah, I know. I'm loving what it. Is, <laughs> what yeah, is I am. I just, and how does it relate to sexual abuse and prostitution? Okay. By the government of trafficking in persons, um, the TIPC report. Um, and it is just, it is literally just pimping with more than several victims. And that is the coercion and sale of or uh, through force or drugs or addiction or any of those things that they can suck somebody in with and then they sell them it's it's like a bait and switch really it's if you're going to talk about in those terms you kind of went out tell us what HP is one more time okay okay human trafficking is the force um of coercion or through addiction drugs or physical force manipulation selling that are being or 
um, either for sex or labor, because there's other, there's lots, there's different kinds sure. of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about sex trafficking because that's my specialty, and that is the force or coercion of sexual activity by somebody in, in, in a power of authority or power over another individual. Mm-hmm. And they don't that's have right. to be minors, by the way. They, the 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 uh, the the girl, the lady, we're trying, I use that term loosely for her, but the pimp, the trafficker in Mississippi, um, who's been doing it 32 years in this country, she has no idea that Scott come from her. And she doesn't know where I am or, or what I do. But her most of her girls are older than 18. Some of them have been with her since they were 15. Wow. So it's not just about minors. It's about mm-hmm. anybody who is being sold for money. Mm-hmm. In exchange for sex for money and sex for drugs, mm-hmm. um, so that's real. That's that's the definition of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Shelter. We know about, and we and then when you talk about on, prostitution, um, like I said, trafficking mm-hmm. is just kind of like the end game, and it's not that big a leap. Once you've been violated sexually, this is how you're taught to receive love, get love, be loved, um, and there there's the disconnect between young people in God and that it's very hard to say, how could God love me when it happened to me? Why? And I get that a lot. Why did this happen to me? Why did God let this happen to me? I said, mm-hmm. it wasn't God. It was the devil. That's right. It was Satan. And I try to make people understand we are not just in a battle of the flesh. We That's are right. in a war the evil. That's right. And, it's, that, and the core of it, because, you know, there, it says there's wickedness in high places. And um, mm-hmm. so it, and the spirit of wickedness was unleashed. And the wickedness, it, it, I mean, if you really look at sex trafficking, human trafficking, it is wicked. Um, there is it no every, every form about it. There's nothing about no. it that nope. is honorable or anything. Um, and so, no. and I think to me, this is the most nefarious and the most heinous industry. It really um, is. And it, really it is. is becoming the number one world crime. Now, right, because you can, you can only sell weapons once. You can right. sell drugs once. You can one sell time. people 12, 15, 20 over times a day. Again. That's right. Over and, and you know, over we, again. We can you imagine? Children, yeah. four-year-olds and five-year-olds in, um, oh, in many parts of the country, uh, excuse me, of the world that mm-hmm. have to see anywhere from 15 to 20 men a day. Um Yes. Come on. And, That's the uh, average. And I, do a, I do a piece <laughs> called Hardcore Facts, and mm-hmm. I, um, I and in it I talk about the damage that it does to the reproductive system. And so there's this. Oh, it's boy. the disease. Yes. Oh, so there's this one oh, it's who awful. Was seven years old who was being raped, and his entire anus had come out, was hanging out of his. I've body. heard that. Yes, I have so seen that. Those kind of mm-hmm. things, and yeah, when I saw it, I, I really thought I was going to pass. And out. the women, and I, I, the yes. abortions they have, the, 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 never mind the pelvic inflammatory disease, the chlamydia, the exactly. other sex diseases, and they keep so it and keeps them from having children later on in life. That's right. Um, that's so right. they're. I mean, it, this is a life sentence. Yeah, this is a life sentence. When somebody has sex with a child, right. it is a life-altering life sentence. And you know, I, it's I, I really hard a, to recover. Meme, I put a meme out there that said, um, or info, whatever you want to call it. I get them all confused, but it says yeah. that <laughs> the the, um, the sentencing of the perpetrator they normally get a light sentencing, 
But for the yes, victim, and that has to change. It is a lifetime sentence. Um, well, that's so- my. I'm on a mission to change that. When I get some other of these things up and going, and we get some more money flowing through the nonprofit, uh, yes. my nonprofit group, we are going to be working on making much more stringent man, man, minimum mandatory sentences because right. this is a life sentence for the victim. And some That's of these right. guys are getting 10, 15 years. I'm like, really? Probation? They're going to get out and they're going to do yes. it. Like probation, parole. Well, oh. this is what my program, this is my in-demand program. And that's where this mm-hmm. comes in. Because and that's the next question I want to talk about crime. anyway. Prosecutor and I, yeah, the prosecutor and I are working on, so anybody who commits a sex crime, whether it's sex abuse, prostitution, whatever it is, you take this program or you go back to prison. And, and when I met with them, not one of them knew, not one of the off-court officers I met with knew that the number one, who the number one solicitor of prostitutes is. Everybody thinks it's this person or this minority group. I said it's middle to upper middle class white boys. That's right. That's, that's who right. it is. And that's here, it is. and that's when my program comes in. Probation, uh-huh. parole, diversion. And if that's they right. don't take the program, these are guys with medical licenses, doctors, accountants, uh, it, law enforcement, politicians, everybody. Yeah. I mean, everybody can be a predator. It's just a matter of how you're made. And that's so right. when, what my program does is say, here, I'm going to teach you. You think you're just buying sex? You're not just buying sex. You're having right. sex with somebody who learned to have sex when they were a child because uh-huh. they were violated. They and were it's violated. Not, a big, not a big step of being used to prostituting yourself, even if you're looking for love or what they call survival sex now. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will tell me, well, the, the, they wouldn't be out prostituting if they didn't really want, to, want it. Mm. They don't Mm-mm. want you to touch them. And this That's is right. what part of my pro- my program is social and clinical. So the clinical part part is to explain to them the effect of what they're doing and what has already been done to this person they think they're just buying sex from. And sometimes they're you know I've talked to prostitutes who say, "Oh, they just want companionship." No. Okay, well tell don't. them to get a tell them to get a dog. That's right. That's what a dog That's or a right. cat's for. A human That's being right. is not don't have for companionship. A dog or cat either. Yeah, please don't. Oh, my Lord. I just, oh, there was an article on one of, yes, I have four yeah. on my newspapers, Annie, dedicated to this topic every week I'm out on paper, and um, I just saw one, the guy got busted having sex with a dog, and it's mm. just, it's just mortifying. It's yeah. absolutely mortifying. So yeah. it's and not a big step to go from sex abuse to the prostitution to the um, escort type thing to Okay. Not a big leap at all. That's right. And one last thing, comment I want to make about demand before I give you, uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you two more questions real quick. But um, okay, you know, to end demand, like you, like I was saying, uh, like you were saying, we have to go straight. I'm sorry, to end the sex trafficking and prostitution and child exploitation is to go straight to the source, which is the demand. If there was no demand, it there would demand. be no supply. That's that's so right. That's if right. We um and to end demand, we can't we can't uh one our our country and other countries are so bad at uh, revictimizing the victim. They were yes. a victim, so they are not a prostitute. They are victims. Right. Um, that's right. Uh, but they they'd right. rather slap um a, a a charge on the victim rather than the John. Um, they would, they and would, not only that, not only that, but some of these, yeah, these sex traffickers, um, and give right. them time. But we really need to get harsh 
more harsh on the Johns yes. who are out there purchasing yes. it. And so it's because if that there was no demand, if there was no John waiting for a prostitute or a, a sex, I, someone to have sex to buy sex right. with, then there will be none. And so I think That's right. that it has to be harsh, not just a slap on the yes. hand, not just no. that they need to go no. take a class, but they need to serve nope. some hard time in the penitentiary and they need to go through some of the suffering of being um, yes. a uh, victimizer, a, a child predator in and get some jailhouse mm-hmm. justice. And so that they can come out and say, no, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go buy any sex. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And when we bring down and dec- decrease the demand, then we can get a, some control right. over this, um, this whole situation. My question Correct. to you is, yes. um, and we talked about it. Some people have gone through counseling and, uh, and it didn't work for them, or uh, there mm-hmm. are some that just don't even believe in therapy. What would you tell right. that person to encourage them to seek healing? One, that they're a child of God and that God loves them. No matter what happened to them, God loves them, mm-hmm. no matter what. Number two, the only way, and I mean the only way to go from a victim to survivor is to the painstaking process of talking about it. Mm-hmm. It is not their shame. It is not their pain. Right. It is not their crime. It, it, it was not about them. It was about it was about the abuser. It's not their fault. And I asked them to, yes, yes, amen, because I asked them to lift the shroud of shame from them because it doesn't belong to them. They are free in Jesus. They are free and loved in Christ, and that is how I touch them. And then a lot of it's just about relieving their anxiety. The anxiety mm-hmm. that they have during the day, the over the hyper emotional um, state that they're almost always in, because of the fight, flight, or freeze response. A lot uh-huh. of psychologists don't get that, and I'm part before where you have a fight or flight, but there's also right. a third state, and that's uh-huh. freezing. And I agree with that's that. when you get stuck too. That's when you get that's stuck right. too. And the people, and you know, and a lot of my crisis calls come in October right before mm-hmm. the holidays, and they mm-hmm. come right after the New Year in January. I got That's five right. new referrals in January because I said, look, and somebody asked me why, and I said, they, the harshness or the emotionalness of the holidays, some of these people go have to go spend time with their abusers if the, if the person has not been put in jail. Sometimes these abusers are at the dinner table, and they have to con- they have to be in the same area, which I think is sickening. But they do. So they freeze. They freeze their emotional state. They freeze everything until they get through it and past it. And mm-hmm. then after the first, everybody goes, okay, oh, and they let it all mm-hmm. out and let down. And now all of a sudden, all that flood of emotion is, is upon them. Yeah. So that's when I get a lot of my calls. And a lot of my work is sometimes just reassuring them that there's somebody who does care, who that does love them, that they do, that will listen to them, that absolutely believes them without a shadow of a doubt, believes what they're saying and believes what they've been through and to encourage them to speak about it. It is That's hard. Right. I took a long time and I have never, I haven't told very many people I was raped. That's right. I, was, mm-hmm. I did not tell that people I was raped. I talked about it with a counselor and therapist Mm-hmm. I was not over it, and I wanted yeah. to know why God let that happen too. So I have mm-hmm. been in the situation to some extent. Not I'm not comparing myself to abuse victims because it's a completely different thing. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, maybe your listeners don't know this either. 
But rape and sexual abuse, it's not about sex. It's not. It's about power and control. Power and control. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about the tools, that's why the penis is just a tool. Because Mm -hmm. it's not about physicalness. It's about the mind. It's about Mm -hmm. the heart and the soul and 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 having control and power and that and those people usually are very small. Mm -hmm. They're very small people inside. They are lacking something. They're lacking empathy or sympathy Mm -hmm. or they're lacking something in their psyche or emotionalness that they cannot put themselves in that person's shoes and say, wow, this is really, really, really wrong. And then they continue to perpetrate. mm -hmm. That's right. I I, I do want to, before we, you know, uh, finish this program, I, I want to make sure my listeners can in, can get in touch with you, get into your okay. training programs. Feel free to send me sure. any of your events or training programs or websites or whatever, and I'll share it with everyone. But how can they get in Thank touch with so you? Thank you so much, Annie. And you're welcome. Oh, they can they can reach me on Facebook at Fabulous Faithful Freedom Fighters. Um, and they have, they can get links to my online newspapers. I post the articles there every, almost every day. Um, so they can really get, um, and they can donate money because I can't do this without help. I need volunteers to put the word out. We also use an app. I'm not sure if you guys use it, but we have an app on our phone called traffic cam. And this app is absolutely extraordinary. And we use this all the time, up and down Florida, especially with all the transient and seasonal people and all Mm -hmm. the hotels we have. And what you do is you load the app, you go to a hotel, you take pictures of each of the various rooms and layouts that they have. You take four pictures of each room. You upload this to their database, can access this database. And we are identifying victims of exploitation and and abuse tracking in much greater fashion we are rescuing children yeah it's a it came out about a year ago traffic cam like cam yes yeah and it's by a group called ei there's a couple different apps when you go to your play store um and it'll it might say like a red light cam thing this is not what we're talking about so you have to look for traffic it's one word and it's by a group called ei and they are the ones that developed it. And we launched it about six months ago um, here in Southwest Florida through my group. And I have people all over the state, all over the country doing these, this for, 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 for victims. They're wow. all they're everywhere. They, anywhere, okay. it doesn't matter. they can use it and download the, this app and upload these pictures. And with just the bedspread, sometimes will tip us off where they are. Yes. A picture hanging on a wall will tip us off where they are. Um, yeah, so it's a remarkable awesome. thing, and I'm so, so proud to be a part of it. Yeah, well, listen, thank you for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find it, and, and um, everyone, I'm going to try to load okay. it up on our, um, on our group. And yes. Jennifer A. Murphy, you are definitely a fighter and a warrior, and I am so humbled and honored to know you. Thank you for your time today and oh, for all the work you that so you're much. doing. You're welcome. God bless, Annie. Thank you so much. God bless you. All right, everybody. That moment um, that I call wisdom to reign. And today I want to say be a part of the solution, not the problem, Mm -hmm. by becoming an agent of change. 
To make a donation or get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org or follow us on Facebook and Twitter and um, even the YouTube at Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. On Facebook, it's Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Please subscribe. Be a member so that you don't miss a beat. Repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. Mm. Let's reign together in Christ. Amen. See you next Tuesday. Amen. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah.